Heidi said, hold on one second. She's texting or tweeting or she's... Okay, I'm ready. Insta-facing. No, but what is the... I'm just going to chit-chat. A few things to say to oh. you. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mark and Heidi, the other Demilios. I'm Mark. And I'm Heidi. And uh, this is our podcast. So last time we started off, we were in a little bit of a... Uh, a tiff. Um, family quarrel. <laughs> we weren't getting along. and But I'm here to say, because I don't want... Not that I really... I want people to know the truth. And the truth is, 99.99% of the time... Heidi and I get along very well. We really do. We really do. So, why do you think that is? I think because I we, know. Go ahead, you go first. Two things. I think we do go out of our way to, and we don't cut each other off. <laughs> I think we don't go out of our way to be petty or like bickery or anything like that. To do things to annoy the other person on purpose. Like, I don't feel like either one of us do that. And also, like, we just get to the point, like, okay, let's, like, talk this through so we can move on because this is really boring and annoying. And then we do. Yes. And I do think that it had to do with the fact that we got married, which I think is a normal time now to get married, but I think I was almost 30 at the time. So I I think you kind of find your person it takes you a while to get comfortable with, with yourself. yourself yeah and before you can get comfortable with someone else and i but that can be tricky too because i feel like when you're a little bit older you're a little bit more set in your ways and then you may be more picky on finding someone that has to adjust to what you want and if you have two people that are like that we're getting a facetime from dixie hold oh, on she hung up she FaceTimes me and hangs up multiple times a day. I don't know why. This is Dixie. Let's see. I forgot you were at the podcast. So yeah. Hey, but you're live now on Hi, the podcast. Dixie. What's up, Dixie? Welcome to the podcast. Special you guest, Dixie, Dixie Demilio. Demilio. Is everything okay? Do you need us for anything? Yeah, I just want to say hi. Yeah, well, on the schedule, black and white right there says mom and dad in the podcast. But you can call us anytime. We're here for you. We're here for you, sweetheart. Want to just stay? Bye, everyone. Love you. We love you, babe. Bye. Bye, babe. She was kind of breaking up, too. Oh, yeah. This keeps freezing up. Um, Whenever it's right for you and you seem to have found your person, even if it is younger than maybe when we got married, I feel like you kind of grow and learn about yourself as you grow together and you're a little less set in your ways. As long as both people are open to kind of ebbs and flows of getting along with so you make other. a very good point so a lot of times what happens is people get out of high school they go to college they get roommates and then they maybe go on their own for a little while and then like for for us i had a roommate i was used to living with someone else and then we met and it was i was like wow this person's really easy to to hang out with and live with oh, and, and it was so you made it really easy i do think you made a great point that is there a point where <laughs> you're so set in your ways like people that get into their 40s and are still single that it becomes very difficult to bring 
another person into their life at that point. But not impossible. No, not And I do think if when that person does come, even if you are set in your ways and you're maybe a little bit older than traditionally the ages when people get married, when that person comes along, it hits you like a ton of bricks in the best possible way. And there's like, it's just obvious. So. Do you know something, this fact that I don't, I'm not sure if you know that marriage is a leading cause of divorce. Did you know that? <laughs> oh, my God. oh, wow. Mark yeah. here with the science. That's true. That's fact. Oh, that is, wow. that, that's straight up statistics. So that was resolved by the time we got to the car. Last yes. Week. Yes. We don't, we don't bicker a lot. I was like, we were hungry. I'm like, we got to move on to the next thing. Can we finish with this conversation? Right. So now to more positive things. Like, Wait. I want to say something. Sure. The question uh, we asked last week was, what is something your parents did that was awesome? And I forget things. So we were talking and reading, and I forgot that I wanted to say one thing, because I am 49 years old, and I think about this all the time. Okay, so my mom and dad picked me up from school early one day, and I remember it like so vividly, and if you're from Lafayette, Louisiana, you know, so went parked at the Northgate Mall, there was a little carnival on the other side of the street, and um, they picked me up early from school, brought me to the carnival, the sun was shining, It was, so in southwest Louisiana, it tends to be very hot and humid, it was like the perfect weather day, it wasn't too humid, there was like these fluffy clouds in the sky, I was probably in third or fourth grade, and um they brought me to the carnival and we rode rides and got a candy apple and all of this stuff. And it was just like, they have four kids. So they're busy, you know, working and we were all in sports and everything. And for them to take out the time to do that was a lot because they were busy. And I just remember it like it was yesterday. So that was like, I mean, my parents did a lot of really awesome things for me, but that one stuck in my mind. And it's like the best memory. I love it. And Aww. I didn't say that last week. I don't know if I've ever told you that. No, you haven't. Because you're looking at me like, what is she talking about? Right. I and think... as we're married longer, th- there's not a lot of stories we haven't exactly. told each other. And I and it's so funny that I haven't mentioned it because I think about it all the time. And it was such a sweet, sweet Aww. memory. That's so sweet. I know. And that's it. So, all right, so... wrapping up from last week. <laughs> So con- continuing on to this week. Yes, let's go. As the world is opening up here in lovely Los Angeles, for people who don't know us prior to our notoriety or our kids' notoriety, we we lived a pretty full life back in Connecticut doing a lot of fun things, really close to New York City. But like everyone else in America and across the world, we've kind of been, life has been put on hold and paused although and we still have a lot of fun things going on but what are you looking forward to as new resident to los angeles and as things open up what are some of the things you're looking forward to definitely sports events i love a good baseball game um that i know this isn't here but i want to go see a broadway show and i just feel like the having the feeling of we're going to be okay and being And, you know, we went skating down in Santa Monica and there's still a little bit of fear of, you know, there's people, everybody's sort of distance and they're with their own group or whatever, our family. But there is still that nervousness about 
being out. And I'm just for just for that little peace of mind, knowing that we're going to be okay. As we get out of this and everyone's safe and vac- vaccinated and there's no chance of COVID spreading whenever time that is, do you think people are going to get back to being in big crowds and comfortable yes. with that? And one more thing. Yeah, Con- go ahead. Concerts. concerts. I want to see Bruno Mars <laughs> and Billie Eilish. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I do. I, I think all those things. I, I think they talk about the roaring 20s and that was an effect of everybody dealing with the Spanish flu and that like, I'm just raring to go as far as mm-hmm. being in, I'm a social person. I like, yeah. I'm a people person. I kind of, you know, for myself personally, if I'm feeling like we're going somewhere and maybe like, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe it's allergies, maybe I'm sneezing. I don't know, whatever. I'll wear a mask because I want to protect other people and it might be nothing, but I think it'll be more acceptable to just go out in a mask. If you're like not feeling great. I think I think we have that is one of the things I think we've learned to mm-hmm. you know, protect pr- ourselves, protect others. We're protect others. Yeah. Remember when it would be, oh, you're just you're. Why didn't you go to work? You were sick. Oh, that like that was looked upon as you were letting your yeah. company down. No. Now, if you go to work sick, it's like, why are you here? Dude, That's, go home. Yeah, you gotta you know respect others. No, so now, if I were a kid and <laughs> when I used to have to convince my mom not to go to school. I'm going to say, Mom, I'm looking out for other people, mm. looking to protect others. I must stay home. <laughs> I must not go to school today. <laughs> Kids, it's a little advice from your Uncle Mark here, oh, folks. Um, have some cool stuff happening. Wait, you didn't tell me what you want to do whenever life opens up. I'm trying to think of... I feel like I covered the good ones. Yeah, I Concerts, think those are the... I think events. we take those things for granted. And where we lived in... some, I always have to... Sp- Tell everyone where Connecticut is because Connecticut touches Rhode Island. It's mm-hmm. up by Massachusetts. So, but where we lived in Connecticut bordered was like 50 miles outside of New York City. And we were probably 35 to 40 miles to Yankee Stadium. And I'm in the sports apparel business. So I had tickets to any game and we started to take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And I will not take it for granted anymore. Like any opportunity we have to do something cool. As it relates to concerts, sports, it's not going to be, oh, we could see them again. And and um, life's too short. So I want to take yeah. advantage of all those things. But yeah, I'd love, I've never been to Dodger Stadium. Fun. Um, I've been, the, we've been to Staples Center. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Knicks come play the Lakers. Um, that's going to be fun. Knicks are doing really well right now. So a lot yes. of cool stuff happening. Um, next thing is Dixie. She's going to be doing some music videos I can't wait. This week. Cannot wait. There's definitely a whole new vibe that is going to be shown in these videos. I feel like she's just been working so hard and so many long hours, which she doesn't really talk about too much. But, you know, I think anybody who has big goals, the only way you're going to get there is if you really like focus and devote yourself to those goals it's, she's ready. She's like so ready to, to, to put this music out and to make the videos and, she, you know. As her dad, sometimes for both girls, I don't say how proud I am of them, but I'm actually in awe of all the work Dixie's put into her music career and how passionate she's become. And I, I think she's always been passionate. I think it's probably been 
a confidence thing that she's feeling more confident in what she's doing. And she's, it started off where she was in the studio and, and she was learning the ropes of the studio. And then she was finding other people's music and now she's writing and she's been, it's starting to become more natural to her. And I think she's finding that she's really good at it. I'm not shocked. I'm just so in awe and and proud of everything she's doing. So I'm, I, I couldn't be happier for, for her and that she's found something that she really loves. I feel like as parents, like it's like our whole lives are devoted to making sure our kids are okay. And I know I've done this and I know you and I have talked about it before. It's like, well, obviously they know I'm proud, but I think when they hear it, it feels good. I feel like too, she's, um, as she's getting a little bit more comfortable with herself and learning who she is, she's finding what inspires her in the studio. I'm just excited for her on on all fronts as a human being and an artist and a creative person. I feel like she's doing a really, really great job and I am so proud of her. And this is where it's like, I look at my mom who had an incredible voice and could have been a singer and she didn't do it. And and I didn't do anything with music and I love to sing as a kid. And it's just incredible to see our child doing something on such a big level. And it's not about the fame or the, or the, or any of that. It's about doing something that she actually loves. And it's really cool to watch and watch her confidence grow. So I think what we set out to do as as parents from when they were from when they were young is just provide them opportunities to find what they're passionate about and over this year i've seen dixie take advantage of this opportunity and and become passionate about it and start from me being apprehensive to go into the studio early on in connecticut to now we can't get her out of the studio mm-hmm. so it's been you know where where the videos were other people's ideas and 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 the merchandise around the music was other people's mm-hmm. ideas like she has come in and become a boss in she, this thing what about when she called a meeting for our team and she headed up that meeting and just was firing off her vision and her thoughts and ideas around the merch, the the videos, the rollout, all of that. I was just like looking at her like, yes. Because I know like she, we know, just like anyone, you know your kid, you know they have it in you. They just, you can't make anyone do anything, something, especially like that. They have to find it in themselves. And I'm just glad that she just kept going and kept, you know, when on the days where she didn't feel confident and was feeling like, I don't know if I can do this. Like she just kept going. And that was, that's why she's going to get so much out of this week with her shooting her videos and, and, and the rollout after that is going to be incredible. I can't wait till these songs come out and the videos come out and it's going to be exciting. So a year ago, we were in Connecticut, Mm -hmm. and it was Charlie's Sweet 16, Mm -hmm. and one of the things as parents you always want to do is be able to 
celebrate those milestones with your with your children and the family and and whether it's graduation or and sweet 16 was one that although we celebrated we weren't able to do um anything um bigger and and so we have charlie we did did a a drive by like i don't think we want to tell people we did a drive-by babe that's um, oh sorry yeah we didn't do a drive-by they they drove by our house oh oh we're going to talk about it we're just not going to call it so anyway, we had people drive in front of our house last year and celebrate Charlie's birthday. And then we all, they, some people right. got out of their car and we social distanced in the lawn. And they we, had balloons and they wrote, did signs. We we're like, come by at this time and yeah. honking the horn. Yeah. And I think at the time, that's all anyone could do for birthdays. And at least she felt like the people that got in their cars and came, it was, it, it was, it meant a lot to her. Um has this been tough for you because you Ugh. you were so good at planning? I love planning like, little celebrations. Like, even the off holidays <laughs> that are your sea level holiday and bring um, it on. That's it's my like, favorite. Yeah, yeah, like, it was the Easter. Like we have bins of of yes. It, it's almost like one of those stores that you go in. It, it's really you decorate like it's. Uh, your department store, like you put out yes. all of the, and you know, so did not have a party uh, for Charlie on her 16th birthday. I was, I don't know who is harder on Charlie or me. Right. <laughs> well, I just love, you know, I start out with a little pancake with a candle in it. I think we were able to still do that. Right. And, and so we're not, we're still not having a party. No. We, we're having a dinner. And a dinner at a restaurant, which we can do here in California. And we're still we're adhering to the people at the tables, and and it's you know we're still we're still doing what we have to do. Um, but it's more than we could have done last year, yes. which is nice. And you're she does not want to know anything, correct? No, she was like she was like you know the video that says tell me you're having a surprise party without telling me you're having a surprise party. Like she knows we're having a dinner and that's it. She doesn't want to know anything else. She does want to be surprised and she does want to, I said, you have to give me something, a color. So she gave me a color and uh, I, okay. So this is a thing in itself. She gives me a color that I've never heard of a pastel neon pink. It's either pastel or neon. What is that? What is that? Is there a Pantone number? I don't that? know, but I found, I, she confirmed that color. I showed her a picture and she was like, yes, that's it. It's like a bright pastel. So what the audience does not understand, or maybe they do if they, if they know a lot about us, that not only can we not tell Charlie what's happening, <laughs> we cannot tell Dixie what's happening. Oh, no. Dixie is the, she is a secret teller of especially stuff like this she was asking me what are you getting her for her birthday i said dixie i can't you've proven over time that you cannot be trusted to keep a secret 
about a birthday gift or a Christmas gift or anything like it that. It really affects her mentally when she knows that someone else knows something and she doesn't. It like it physically affects her. She gets like it gets in her head and please, then please, mom, please just tell it's me. Like she has an allergic reaction. She, gets, when she, she and then she starts to get mad. She's like, Mom, tell me. I'm like, Dixie, you have proven you cannot keep a secret. She's gonna tell her. I know she's gonna tell her. So I think I get I think I threw her off the scent. I don't even remember what I She's like guessed something, and I was like, Dixie, come on, don't say. <laughs> you have to throw her off the cell. Throw salad. her off. Let's just make up stuff and tell Dixie. And see what she tells her. Yeah. Because Charlie will tell us she told her. Maybe after, but. Well, we could talk about. Okay. Like, these are the kind of things, like, I'll whisper when Dixie's, like, when Dixie's walking in the room, I'll say, I'll say, like, do you think Beyonce will perform single ladies? And then I'm like, <laughs> And I'll look at Dixie and be like, you heard us? And she's like, Wait, Beyonce's what? performing? Wait, what? Beyonce is not performing. <laughs> at least not yet. No, no but Dixie uh, did say, so then Dixie says, well, I got her her gift. And I was like, well, what'd you get? She was like, well, you tell me yours and I'll tell you mine. And I'm like, well, you go first. She's like, no, because you're not going to tell me. I'm like, and nor will you. She's like, you know, I'm going to tell you. I can't keep a secret. I'm like, more of the reason I'm not going to tell you. Anyway, she said she's getting her duck. I said, Dixie? She literally said, as much as she talks about wanting a duck, she's like, I hope no one takes me seriously because I don't know how to take care of a duck, so I don't think I should get one. So I told her that, and I don't know. If we had, like when we had chickens, like we had the oh, property for the it. chickens. Yeah, we don't it, really have this. A duck would be adorable. She likes the sound they make because they follow you. And, okay, I don't know if you remember this. This has to have some part in her memory, but her kindergarten teacher, Miss Dagnault at Naramac, would every year in springtime, she had um, like a batch of ducks. What is it you call a group of ducks? Uh, a hatchling? I don't know. Google it. Anyway, I'll finish telling the story. So they would incubate them and they would hatch them and they would... They, there was a long straight hallway down the entire school and the kids would get in line and the ducks would get in line behind the kids and walk down the entire to exercise them every day. It was the cutest thing and everybody would go to their classroom doors to watch. It was so stinking cute. And there would be like eight, ten ducks. That was such a great memory for both of the girls. What's it called? A paddling? A paddling. There you go. Ducks on the water are called oh. paddling. An entourage of ducks. <laughs> yes, an entourage of ducks. Anyway, so I don't know. If Dixie shows up with a duck, you know we're going to take care of it and we'll figure it out. But um, I think I think there is a place. Some She said something. She knows a guy that like fosters them and finds places for them, like in sanctuary. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I, and we're going to celebrate her the best way that we can at this point in the COVID guidelines situation now that charlie is getting older she's 17 do you feel like are you seeing her mature in like certain ways like i'm trying to think i mean i feel like she's mature in general, and she always has been for her age. But, you know, I don't know. Do you think parenting is going to be any different now that she's getting a little bit? I know not, it doesn't happen overnight, but. 
as it relates to Charlie, I think she's always spoken and acted older than than she is. But I think you sometimes get these things that a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old, I mean, there's, she's still a kid. Mm-hmm. So, like, wanting... To have ducks and not think about the consequences. That's She articulates it very well and makes a strong argument, but doesn't think about what all will happen if we had a baby cow and six ducks yeah. hanging around the house. It would be a uh, mess. So yeah. both daughters, they lately have, not lately, all, all the time. Yeah, they, they say things and I'm like, Wow. And sometimes it's just stuff that they learned from us or from others. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like, wow, that was just, where'd you get that? That was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, they're growing up. Yeah. For sure. Growing up. So last two weeks, um, we reached out on Twitter and you came up with a really good question and you tweeted it. What did you, what did you ask? So the question... I asked was, when you are struggling with anxiety, fear, or just unsure of yourself when trying to work towards something you want, what makes you keep going in spite of those feelings? And there was a lot of good responses. This is a good one. So at Nikki Benuelos one says, thinking about what I would say to a close friend if they were going through the same thing and follow my own advice. Also thinking about how happy future me would be that I kept going. Isn't that great? That is really good. BF's Nick said, I see things that make me happy. I feel good. You know, I try to forget all the bad thoughts. It's just me and the dance a lot of the time. It's true. Sometimes you just got to like dig deep and, and and keep going. I think a lot of them that I'm reading are music related. And I can definitely speak from experience that sometimes when I feel myself being down for a while or, or, or having some anxiety, I'm like, oh, I haven't turned on... Music. I haven't put music on it, so and it kind of take those songs that most of those songs, unless you listen to love songs or or breakup songs, that's I'd stay away from that. But most of the <laughs> yes, totally the pop upbeat songs that remind you of times we, I mean, they they bring back that feeling and they're associated with the memory of something fun, mm-hmm. whether it is a concert or us having fun at our house in Connecticut or something. Mm-hmm. Just they. They bring back times, good memories. Here's another good one by Dixie underscore Pixie. Honestly, I just try to ignore all my thoughts when I try to achieve a goal. No matter how anxious I am, if I start something, I have to finish it or I would not be able to sleep. That's so good. Stay focused. It's hard sometimes for sure. A lot of people say meditate. Um, Mm -hmm. So D-I-X-S D'Amelio um, said, meditate, hear music, take a bath, or just talk to someone that makes me happy. I get to learn how to meditate because I don't... You know what? We'll talk about this a little bit. Um, but there are apps that it's guided meditation and it's so helpful because I didn't know what I was doing. I don't know what it was supposed to feel like or what it was supposed to do, but it's so helpful with the breathing and you kind of like, it takes you there. Almost like listening to a, so, a certain song, like what you said, it kind of takes you to a different time where you felt good and there were happy thoughts. This is similar, but it's just your own thoughts. So it's Greg, who works with us, wanted me 
to um, for a YouTube video, um, practice meditation. And he's like, yeah, this guy gets up at 4.30 in the morning to meditate. I'm like, dude, you're sound asleep. So you're going to wake me up when I don't want to get up to basically put me in a sleep-like state, like it seems counterintuitive. Like that's uh, no, because you don't really know what it feels like to meditate. ADHD is. Going I disagree. All over the place. I, th- I can't. Meditate. I think if you were, if it were done properly and you had help, you would see the benefits for sure. Wait, this is this um, at is so funny. The person's name is Anna, sailing on a boat. <laughs> said knowing that anxiety will keep you in what feels like a safe zone but will almost never get you to where you want it's tough because you do want to protect yourself and stay in that safe zone but you know to work towards goals you you do have to get out of your comfort zone i think this is the one that dixie and charlie say often and we joke around about it and x noah dixie x said i tell myself it's all in my head and it mostly helps (laughs) and we've learned as parents because i have anxiety that you cannot control your anxiety by just saying it's all in your head but have you ever said it's all in your head yeah all the time yeah but i also think what we tell the girls is is don't sabotage yourself like you got to do the it's not a hundred percent there's no there's nothing that you can do necessarily to stop it in its tracks but like if you're not getting good sleep, if you're too caffeinated, if you're not doing the things to take care of yourself, and I'm preaching to the choir here because I I need to do that for my own self, but I think if you're doing all the other all the things that are eating right, exercising, getting enough rest, um, meditating, yeah, yeah. This one is uh, with you just saying that you struggle with anxiety. Um, so this is T P W K Nyla. Uh, said someone who I call as like think of as my dad he always had anxiety and I don't know how I if I got it from him and when it was my first time he knew what to do what to say and he understood where I was coming from to help me and I'm so grateful for him because I don't know what I would have done so I feel like everybody struggles with a little bit of anxiety to some degree and so to be able to help someone else and gently but you know kind of remind them of the focus and how to help them get to the a less anxious state i mean it's not easy it's terrible to see your kids struggle with it but you know we all have our moments of anxiety so to help them along and so they know you understand because you've been there is is i'm sure super helpful i think the big thing is to recognize that it's real and mm-hmm. not just say, hey, it's all in your head. And then I think there's tools. I think there are things. And I think that's the beauty in like, you know, you can probably what are tools to help anxiety? You know, breathing, like you said, meditation. And not all anxiety is bad. I mean, if you that's that's how yes, you, I feel you like, stay alive with anxiety. Yeah, fight or flight. And I feel like sometimes it kind of that anxious feeling gets you jacked up to go and like work towards your goals whatever it is so it could be a positive it's how you look at it how you deal with it all right so that's it for today so good thanks for hanging out with me mark i'm heidi we are the other d'amelios you can find me on all my socials at heidi d'amelio and you can find me at mark d'amelio don't forget to 
rate us if yes. you don't mind. Give that us would an be honest rating. An honest rating. But if it's five stars, we're not going to be mad at it. Give us five stars. Mark and Heidi, the other D'Amelios, comes to you from Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. You can listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 